You know that moment in life when you suspect, like you suddenly suspect, oh, there's more to life than this. Have you had that moment? You know that moment where you kind of wake up from the, I don't know, the fog, and you're like, all right, all right look, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. Now that can happen to us when we're at the very beginning, like we've never woken up before. We've never, we've never considered life really in its totality, and we kind of like become aware for the first time. Gosh, you know, I've just been existing. There must be more than this. So that's like the first time. Or it can come to us well down the road of our journey where like we just realize our, our life is plateaued or we've kind of been in a rut or just kind of walking in circles and then we kind of have this realization, oh gosh, wait a minute, there must be more than this. I got to break, break free, I have to break through. You know that moment, right? The sort of uh, wake up moment. All right, here's the question. What do you do then? What do you do then? What do you need to start seeking after more? What's the thing that you need to start seeking? Think about it. I'll give you eight seconds to be brilliant. What do you need to seek well? Be honest. All right, responses, what is it? What's the thing that you need to start seeing about, Joe? Pain, you need pain, <laughs> yes. So that's a loaded answer, obviously, right? Uh, what, what, not to put words in your mouth, what you mean is like, you need to be so uncomfortable with where you are that you're gonna get yourself somewhere else, right? So that kind of speaks to motivation, which is awesome, yeah. An open and inquisitive mind, you need to be open, you need to be willing to actually, I don't know, learn something. Brilliant. Openness. What, what else? Accountability partner and prayer. Brilliant. Relational uh, person right here. Like, what she's saying is, uh, I know that if I'm actually going to get somewhere, I need, I need some help uh, getting there. So let me just line that up right now. Right? Let me just get me a, get me a posse uh, so that I can get where I'm going. Yeah. You need the Bible. Excellent. That's good, because that can't be wrong, because the Bible's filled with great advice and, and instruction. That is good answers. I'll take a couple more. In the back, Mike. I cannot hear you. A goal, a goal. You need to have something you're shooting for. Otherwise, you might wander any old direction and end up walking right off a cliff. Sure, that's really helpful. Yeah, in the back, Claudette. Shattered out. You ask yourself good questions. Yeah, before you set your goal. What's an example of a good question? What, what? What would heaven look like in that situation? That's not a bad question. Like, if, if, uh, if, God's will were perfect in this situation, what would it look like? Maybe that's gonna give you some indication. Oh, those are great answers. I, I, was, I was thinking earlier today, gosh, I wonder, I wonder what they'll respond. I, I expected uh, someone to take uh, the sort of high lofty role. It's like, well, you need love. 
but nobody said that because, you know, we're blue water. Um, <laughs> or, uh, you know, truth. Truth would have been good. You, some of you said that in different ways. Or maybe, maybe a combination, maybe a love for truth. Uh, and that's what, what seekers need. And it's kind of the direction uh, that I was thinking, but I can boil it down. I can make it even simpler. This is, this is what I think the, the key to, to being a good seeker is. Honesty. I think you need the capacity to be honest. A lot of you are sort of flirting around that. Uh, you, know, you, know, you know this guy, you know the guy who loves truth and loves knowledge but isn't honest with himself about himself. Do you know that guy? It's like he like knows a lot of stuff but he just won't admit to that thing or he keeps repeating uh, the problem. So that's a person who's sort of passionate about truth but not honest. And that person will be stuck in spiritual adolescence for the rest of, of their lives. That person will keep running into the same wall. Contrast that to a person who knows virtually nothing, who just has no wisdom, no knowledge, no education, lofty or, or, uh, or mundane, but is honest about it. It's like, well, I got to figure this out. I got to learn something. I got to admit what's going on with me. Okay, that person is going to grow, right? That person is set for seeking. Simple honesty. We're doing this sermon series on... Uh, on the, on the way, on the whole race, A to Z. Like, well, we have to, life, life is hard. It needs to be navigated. Spiritual life is particularly challenging. Uh, what steps do you need to go through? Like, A to Z, like beginning to end. What's the way? And we talked last week about how uh, the early Jesus followers, when they were like inventing church and trying to figure out what to do once Jesus had gone to heaven, um, they called what they did simply the way. They didn't call it the faith or they didn't call it a religion. They certainly didn't call it Christianity. They simply referred to it as the way. Well, this is the way that you go through life with God. So let's figure out exactly what it is, what to do. And I think that the first thing that you need to do, the first step on the way of life with God is well, you have to seek. You have to seek after God. You have to seek after the way. You have to seek after understanding. But it turns out that that's really hard to do. The hardest thing for me as a minister is to help someone become a seeker. Is to make, make people realize that they should seek after more. Hardest thing in ministry for me. Once a person becomes a seeker, easy. Right? They're going to grow the rest of their lives, provided they don't lose that capacity to seek ever. And what I've learned over the years is that to make a person a seeker, that person needs to be honest, particularly honest with themselves. Incredibly rare quality. Incredibly rare. 
simple honesty. It takes humility and it takes courage. And if I could give one piece of advice to everybody out there in the world to kind of jumpstart the process, I'd probably say something like, tell the truth. Tell, tell the truth. It's a great place to start. Um, almost nobody does it uh, super well. Uh, you have to know what you're trying to do uh, in life before you get things done. You have to know what it is that you're trying to get done. What we want to do in life is we want to avoid drifting. We want to avoid life that is pointless. But all of that starts with seeking after something more. Um, there are two categories of people in the world, I think, those who are honest with themselves and those who aren't. And that determines almost everything that happens next. You can be honest and clueless, and that's fine. Uh, that person is fun to deal with. Uh, but the person who has no interest in being honest, no matter how much they learn, that person is difficult to deal with. It's going to be in trouble. Life is hard, I think. Uh, we don't have a lot of incentive to be humble and honest um, in the normal order of things. Uh, we don't want to be honest about ourselves with people because people will savage us, right? Uh, we need to project a certain image uh, to get by. And I'm not I'm not just being snarky when I say that. I think that that's, that's kind of true in life. If you are completely honest and vulnerable all the time, you'll get your butt kicked in life. It's, it's a difficult skill to apply. You, know, you want to be honest with yourself, but you don't want to be honest about everything with everyone all the time, do you? Uh, and that kind of, you know, we're constantly making that calculation uh, in our lives until ultimately it's just easy not even to be honest with ourselves. It makes life easier to get through. And that happens uh, to a lot of us. You know what I'm talking about? I don't really need to unpack that, do I? We all have some sort of intuitive appreciation. Uh, we can't trust ourselves with people. We can't trust the truth about ourselves with just anyone. So ultimately, we ignore the truth about ourselves. Uh, we become the person that people respond best to. We become the person that's easiest to go through life as. Um, it takes a lot of spiritual strength to kind of go behind the veneer and be honest uh, again. Even Christians are often content with knowing the truth about God uh, or knowing the truth about God's commands but not really knowing the truth about themselves. That's a much harder thing. Oh, we all know that we're sinners theoretically. We all know that. Uh, it's just much harder to admit when we're sinning at the moment. Right? We all know that we're sinners. It's just hard to admit that was a mistake. That's kind of how it works out in, in my life anyway. We all know we have problems. We're just not particularly interested in hearing about the problems behind the problems. You know, I have a problem. I'm too busy. Why? Why are you making the choices that you're making? 
why are you afraid in such a way that you're living like that? Okay, that's where it starts to get a little harder to deal with, right? You get it? You following me? Turn to someone and say, although it's cold, I am following him, and I will be energetic for the rest of the sermon. Go ahead. Just go ahead and be honest about that. Everybody knows that nobody's perfect. Uh, still, almost everybody has something they won't admit to themselves. All right? So that's, that's it. We all know that nobody's perfect, but almost everybody has something they won't admit to themselves or uh, a list of some things they won't admit to themselves uh, because that's scary. So here's a good tip for how to be a seeker. Tell the truth. Get used to telling the truth. I think that's a skill that we... Uh, we, we teach kids uh, early on, like, tell me the truth, tell me the truth. Super powerful moral lesson, something that's super foundational. Uh, we should uh, exercise that quality no matter how old we are. The first step to the spiritual journey is to become an honest, reper- to become an honest person. And when Jesus appeared on the scene and he, he, uh, he started preaching his kingdom message, That's about the first thing he said. Uh, He said, repent. You know, the kingdom of heaven is is near. It's at hand. You know, and then he went about demonstrating the order of heaven on earth. The first thing he said was repent. And the Greek word for repent literally means to think in a new way or to change your mind. But, But, you know, we understand that part of that is like, you know, just kind of refresh the way that you see things. You know, be, be clear-headed and truthful and honest. Be, that's part of being open, right? That's part of asking the right questions. What's really going on here? Uh, what's really going on with me? That's the beginning. That's the beginning of all progress right there. Um, and there are just tons and tons of advice about this uh, in Scripture. It's all over the place. Uh, I was looking for some scriptures to share this morning, and my challenge was editing down the list. So I, I, I decided to go with some verses that a lot of you are probably already uh, familiar with. Jesus says, Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. In John 8, it's in your programs up here on the big board, but you probably have already heard that verse in some way, shape, or form. The truth will set you free. Actually, the context of this verse is, uh, if you hold to my teachings, you will be my disciples, and then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Or if I could paraphrase the teaching a little bit, what Jesus is saying, if you try to do what I say, if you listen to the advice that I'm giving you, well, one of the things that's going to happen is that you'll, you'll become an honest person. And then, you'll, then your life will get freed up. Then life will expand. Then you can break through. Then you can become who God really intends you to be. But it kind of starts with submitting yourself to, you know, teachings and standards and things like that. Um, this is the first step to honesty. It's kind of a brilliant teaching, I think, in my mind. It's like only when you try to adhere to standards 
do you realize that it's hard for you to do, that you're not the person that you thought you were, maybe? And then the thing to do is to figure out why you can't be that person, and then pretty soon you're being honest with yourself, and then pretty soon you're growing. Pretty soon you're, you're changing. That's what Jesus is talking about. And the way he says it is, you know, the truth will set you free. I mean, that's the engine of change and growth in your life. The truth will set you free. I like the way that he says it, the truth will set you free, because it sort of provokes me, promotes me to realize that, oh, most of the time I don't think the truth will set me free. Most of the time I'm hiding from the truth, or I want to hide the truth about me from other people because I don't want to get pinned down. I don't want to get chained up by the truth, you know? The truth, fear of truth makes us not free. And that's what Jesus is attacking with that teaching. After that, he says, well, the process is really easy. Uh, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. It's from the end of the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 7. Like, really, uh, seeking after God is, is pretty easy. You know, if you have a question, ask Him. You know, if you want something, ask for it. Uh, if you need a breakthrough, you know, seek it. Knock on the door. Just, you know, keep at it, Jesus says. It's, it's very um, complicated. What makes it complicated is, is the honesty bit, whether or not you're being honest about it. Paul would take up the theme in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 when he's sharing all sorts of discipleship and growth advice to young Christians in the city of Corinth. He says stuff like that, this a lot, but I like the way he says it in 1 Corinthians 3. Do not deceive yourselves. If any of you think you are wise by the standards of this age, you should become fools so that you may become wise. Be very careful what image you're trying to project to the world. Are you trying to project an image of worldly competency? If so, Paul says, "Ah, you might be deceiving yourselves. It would be better off to kind of come across as a bit, of a, a bit of a fool, someone who's always asking questions, always wondering what the right thing is to do. That doesn't make you bumbling. It makes you wise, actually, when you realize that you don't quite have it all together. Be careful about needing to have it all together is the way I would paraphrase uh, that teaching. Be very careful about needing to have it all together. Because um, you don't. And trying to project the image that you do is going to get you in trouble. Pretty basic uh, pastoral teaching. And even the Old Testament um, had a similar advice from Jeremiah chapter 17. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I just, I love, I love that. It's pithy, it's poetical, it gets to the point. Your heart, the way that you feel, your emotions, bunk. Stupid. 
and beyond cure. You, can, you can't even fix it. It's always going to be trying to deceive you. The way that you feel, those internal passions, don't trust that stuff. It's messed up. You got to get on top of that. You got to understand it. Who can understand it? Well, it takes a very wise person. It takes a very disciplined uh, person. You know, the, there's this uh, dictum that's become very, uh, very popular in, in recent culture. Be true to yourself. I just want to be true to, my, to myself. No, I want to be true about myself. No, that's very, very different. That's very different. You know, being honest with yourself is a lot different than being true to yourself. Um, don't, don't trust the way that you feel. Figure out why you feel the way that you feel. Figure out where that stuff comes from and why it's making you do things that, frankly, you know aren't great. Okay, now we're talking. Now we're cultivating honesty. And that process is, is the beginning of seeking and the engine of, of all growth. Be honest with yourself. Be true about yourself. Don't just be true to yourself. You following? You think that's good advice? Anybody here want to be a seeker? All right, so just turn to the person next to you and Tell them something about yourself you've never admitted to anyone. Go. All right, no, no, don't really do that. Don't really do that. But you thought I was serious, didn't you? That's good. You are a well-conditioned congregation. Well, all right. I suppose. Why not? Do that with someone, not necessarily with the person sitting next to you, because that person is probably messed up. Yeah. Seriously, I mean, yeah, this is Blue Water Mission, and be careful. But you can see just, you know, with little provocations like that, you can see that, that honesty takes, you know, it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of humility. I'm fond of saying that humility and courage are really just two, two sides of the same coin. Anyone who's really humble who's willing to be lonely is probably a very courageous person, willing to do whatever it takes to do what's right. There are cheap ways to be honest, and I just want to be clear that uh, that's not what we're talking about today. Um, you know, the person always said, I just, I just have to be honest with you about what I'm feeling. That could be dangerous. That might not be helpful. Uh, because the way I'm feeling in any given moment might be garbage, right? I mean, I, I constantly, like, I'll get upset about something, and then before I just explode about it, which is my tendency to do, um, I have to say, like, why am I upset? What's going on? Does this come from selfishness? Does this come from accuracy? Or am I just being grumpy and frustrated? Do I even know why I'm grumpy and frustrated right now? And et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You have offended me. Do I need to tell you about it? Or do I need first to kind of inventory why I'm so upset and what's really going on? So the person that's always honest about what he or she is feeling, particularly what he or she is feeling about you, that's probably going to be an immature person. All right. 
Now, that's kind of an unfashionable thing to say. We want to be honest enough to know what we're feeling, but it has to go beyond that because what we're feeling is not necessarily a reliable guide to truth. It might just be the result of a sugar crash or not enough coffee, too much coffee, or just an abiding frustration that we haven't dealt with honestly and privately. You know what I mean? So I'm not talking about that sort of honesty. That's a, that's a cheap sort of honesty. Um, you know, I have, to, I have to be honest. I'm really mad at you right now. Not necessarily going to help you grow. Um, I have to be honest about why I'm mad. <laughs> okay, that might. That might help you grow. You got it? All right. So don't like be hunting down people after the service and just being honest with them. Right? I mean, you have to have honest conversations with people ultimately, but not knee-jerk, shallow honesty. You want to get to the truth behind things, and that's part of maturity and growth. That can be super, super helpful. Um, the best thing to be honest about, you know, because honesty is a big category. I like to boil things down and just give application points to, um, to this stuff. I think the best thing to be honest about is to be honest about why you do things. In particular, to be honest about why you're not doing what you should. If I had to pick one thing in my life to be honest about, to make me a good seeker, to get me my breakthroughs, to get me my advances, I think it would be that. Let me be honest with myself about why I'm not doing the things I should. Uh, there's a double layer of honesty there. One, I have to be honest about the things I should do. If you're honest at all, it's pretty easy to figure out what those things are. You know, you can typically point to things in your life that you, know, you just, I know I should do that, but I'm just not getting around to doing it. Usually that's how it feels, you know. I... I know I, I know I should have this conversation with this person, but, you know, and I'm not saying I won't. I'm not saying I won't. It's just that I seem to not be getting around to doing it. All right, why? Why? And that, that sort of honesty, why am I not doing the things I should, is a great sort of honesty to cultivate if you want to be a seeker. I'm feeling a little bit stuck in life. You know, I, I, I don't even know if this God stuff is for real. I should probably do something about that. All right, why am I not doing something about that? Why am I not following through? Why am I not investigating? Why am I not showing up at this place? Why am I not going to that meeting? Why am I not reading this book? Why? Okay. That sort of honesty is fantastic. I, I really need to lose some weight. Why am I not, fill in the blank, uh, going to the gym, eating better? That sort of honesty is probably the first step toward, you know, dropping a few pounds if you need to. I could go on and on, but you get the point, right? Why am I not doing what I should do? 
that's a particularly uh, fruitful sort of ground to, to cultivate because we are fantastic at covering over why we don't do the things that we ought to do. Because excuses are easy. They're really easy. I can make excuses like nobody's business. I am a genius at making excuses. I am truly gifted. I'm truly gifted. You know? Um, my wife can point out things about me that I should fix. She does this from time to time. I always have a response. It's like automatic. I barely need to think. I am so good at this. And you can tell I'm actually a little bit proud about it. I can squirm out of anything, you know. There are some excuses that always work. You know them. What's one of them? I'm tired. That's right. right. And I'm always tired. Right? Why am I always tired? Excuse number two. Because I'm busy. I'm bu we know this. I'm tired and, my, and I'm busy. And if those fail, there's always one more thing that you can do. Well, you criticize me for that. What about your always works? Always works. Because I can't do what I ought to do because you're not doing what you ought to do. And this is a relationship. That always works. Go ahead and write these things down. And you don't have to come to me for marital counseling. You already know the tricks. Getting through marriage successfully. But of course, if you want to be a mature person, you have to and you want to make progress, you have to be honest with yourself. You actually can't say I'm too tired, you can't say I'm too busy, and you certainly cannot uh, avoid looking at yourself by instead looking at somebody else. You have to take a good hard look uh, in, in the mirror. Um, so particularly be honest about why you're not doing uh, the things that you should. Why are you not obeying the commands of Christ as you ought? You know, Jesus is more concerned with why you're not doing it than he is mad about your violations because he wants you to grow. He wants you to grow. Forgiveness, relatively easy. Easy to get uh, from the Lord. But that doesn't mean you're not stuck. That doesn't mean you're going to grow just because you're, you're forgiven. So get on that. That's what being a disciple demands. And it's what being a disciple empowers as well, because the more obedient you are, the more honest you can be. Write that down. The more obedient you are, the more honest you can be. You might think it just flows the other direction. The more honest you are, the more obedient you can be. Kind of true, but I'm telling you, the more obedient you are, the more honest you can be. Once you get started solving the problem, then it's much easier to look at the problem objectively. Right? Until that point, you just kind of pretend there is no problem. <laughs> the more obedient you are, the more honest you can be. Once you get moving, once you become a seeker, it's amazing how much you can learn quickly. It's amazing how much change can happen in your life like that. Until you become a seeker, until you start trying, you are stuck as stuck can be. That's how it works.
Uh, I'll say this as well. Um, the first thing to be honest about if you want to be a seeker, I need to change. The second thing to be honest about, I can change. That's one of those built-in excuses. I can't do anything about it. I say take a, take a good hard look in the mirror. A lot of us look in the mirror and, and it freely admit that we hate ourselves, that we do not like what we see. Uh, which is terrible if you don't think you can change. If you're pretty sure you can change, that's just motivational. And humans get stuck there, right? It's like, I'm not going to think about ways I should change because I don't think I can. We get stuck there. I really don't like uh, the emphasis in current culture about, well, I call it like genetic determinism or biological determinism. You are what you're born as, you know. It's become popular in, in social discussions and discussions about culture and ethnicity and culture about sexuality. It's like, well, this is who I am. I can't be different. Like, I mean, I, I get the compassionate reason to say that stuff, but I just, I don't like it as a philosophy. You know, you are born to change. You are born to grow. And I don't care um, what the issue is in your life. You can change it. You can change it. I believe in miracles, if nothing else. Whatever type of family you come from, whatever your class is, whatever your predilections are, no, no, you can change. You can change. That's where the faith comes in. All right. Those were some uh, loosely organized uh, meditations on the value of honesty uh, for seeking uh, in life. Um, I have homework. I have homework. You up for a little homework? Two of you are. Here's what I think. Here's what I think on our adventure on the way. Homework for the week. Tell the truth for a week. Tell the truth for a week. Can you do that? How many of you think, yeah, easy. I can tell the truth for the week. I typically do. How many of you are like, oh, no. No way. Be honest about it. Tell the truth. How many of you think that's going to be really, really hard? Let's vote. Easy? Hard. How many of you are uncommitted? Raise your hand. Be honest about it. My wife is shouting up something to me. I'm going to pretend I'm not hearing her. Yes. Well, they're lying. They're all lying. I told you. She's, she's suspicious. She walked in late. She didn't hear that part of the sermon. What will make it hard for you to tell the truth this week? The truth makes it hard to tell the truth. <laughs> the truth is ugly, grandson. <laughs> it is ugly. What do you think? What are you afraid of? Those of you who think it's going to be hard. 
how people will respond. Yeah, how they respond. Will they use it to abuse you? Will you hurt their feelings? Will they crumble when you speak the truth? It's hard. It's hard to tell the truth, right? Like I say, it's a, it's a grown-up thing. But it's a great exercise. You know why? Because it kind of cultivates this self-awareness of honesty. If you, like, have to tell the truth. Somebody asks you a question and you actually have to answer truthfully. Like, even if you don't, but you think really hard in the moment, that's really useful. That's kind of the beginning of a new habit. And that habit, I think, is the beginning of seeking. You know, the first step to telling the truth is being aware of the truth. And not just responding in an easy way, but responding in a truthful way, in a real way, in a factual way. That's, I think, what Jesus was driving at when he said, oh, yeah, the truth will set you free. If you do that, that, that will actually bring freedom into your life. I think that's what Paul, when he w- was getting at, when he said, you know, don't deceive yourself, right? Don't just live automatically out of some image. Or don't just live automatically out of desires. Instead, think about what's actually true and live according to, to that. See where that takes you, Paul would say. And I think that's what Jeremiah was thinking about when he wrote, you know, the heart is deceitful. Like the way that you feel, your first blush reactions to things, actually, it's really often nothing but self-deception. Instead, take a moment and, and think, am I actually telling the truth when I say uh, this thing? You know? I'm, uh, I, I don't, I don't like telling the truth. Um, I like talking about the truth, you know, like I like talking about the truth about God and stuff like that, but I don't like telling the truth because I, because, oh, people are challenging. You know, it's a people problem for me. It really is. And, and I, I, I don't like, I don't do people well. You know, they freak me out. Dogs, I do really well. People, complicated, complicated creatures. Um, and so every once in a while I find myself just in a, in a constricted place. And so what I will do is I will write out true things. I will write out true things. And then I will usually delete them from my desktop and burn the printout. <laughs> But just the exercise of me writing them out, it's like the only way I can be honest about things to myself uh, sometimes. You learn tricks, but, but at least I have a way of cultivating that sort of, of self-honesty. Some of you are journalers, and that's probably why you journal. It's like, well, it's just useful to be able to tell the truth somewhere. And that's a really true thing. So. Can we tell the truth for one week? Are you lying to me? Did you just fail right there? Did you just get, just get an F? Tell the truth for uh, one week. Now I really am going to give you an assignment uh, to do right now. Think hard for eight seconds about something that is true that you would like to say. 
All right, tell somebody. Hopefully you didn't think about one of your sins that you need to confess. Just anything true, anything true. Tell somebody. Here's what we wanna do, people. Here's what we wanna do. We wanna move from a place where the truth is a hard thing to a place where the truth is a good thing. That's what we wanna do in life. We wanna move from a place where the truth is a hard thing to a place where the truth is a good thing. And to actually trust that and believe it. That's the beginning. That makes you a seeker, a seeker after the light, a seeker after truth. Come what may, you're gonna pursue answers honestly. Revolutionize your life. The best way to discover God. It's the best way to discover God. Oh, Father, um, I, I, I pray um, for the capacity uh, to be honest in this fellowship, that we would be a breath of fresh air to the world, someone who just feels honest, someone who's different because they're actually true, they're actually real. I tell you, you want to be salt and light in your workplace, in your classroom, in your neighborhood, just be honest. It's amazing. It's amazing how influential that is. Amazing. Uncomplicated and honest. I bless your courage uh, to pull it off. I pray, Father, that our experiment to tell the truth uh, for one week, and nothing but the truth, um, would be fruitful. That we get some good stories that you would move us forward and that we would release seeking around us so that people could actually come to know you for the first time. In Jesus' name, let everybody say.